Welcome to the Mastery Matrix podcast. I am your host, Kyrie, and on this side of the podcast world, we geek out on human potential and transformation. You know how to disrupt ourselves, elevate to mastery, and build our mind, body, spirit, and systems for greatness. I hope you're ready, guys, because I am. Let's go. Okay, so I want you to ask yourself this question. In your team right now, do you have thinkers or do you have doers? This is an important question. And regardless of what stage your business is at, whether you are, um, you know, like most of my clients, you're at seven, multi seven figures uh, or eight figures at this point, or if you are making six figures or you're just starting, knowing the difference between a thinker and a doer on your team is huge. And when we don't realize that there is a difference and when we don't realize that there is a time where you, you switch, you kind of evolve from one type to the other type to a point where you, st- you then start having a mix of thinkers and doers on your team. When you don't realize when that's supposed to happen, it actually creates a lot of stress and a lot of um, just a lot of additional work and additional noise and stress for everyone, not just yourself, but the rest of your team as well. Okay. And so here is what the difference is between a thinker and a doer. When you are at the initial initial stages of your business, you're just getting into the sales and marketing and putting your offer out there, etc. The primary focus is execution. That is what you need to do. It's taking the thing that needs to happen and just running the drills and doing over and over and over and over again until you can generate the clients, build the revenue and so on, right? That is literally how you go from zero to a, you know, low six figures. It's by running those basic drills. And so the primary focus is execution. Now, the really good thing about this piece is that these are usually tasks that are very um, rep- repetitive, right? It's based on efficiency and it's really the foundational stuff. So you can hire people to come and do these tasks for you for a relatively low price, whether you're hiring in a different country or you're hiring interns or you're hiring somebody who's just going to be a virtual, uh, pretty much going to be a virtual assistant for you and just help you duplicate your efforts. That's really amazing to have a, you know, somebody on your team to help you do those fundamental and foundational tasks. Now that is a doer, right? We are here focused on task-driven operations. We're focused on execution of, of simple things. And you are going to need that at the beginning stages of your business and even further later on, but specifically at the beginning stages of your business. Now, the challenge with that and the challenge with having just doers on your team, which for a lot of even six multi six figure business owners that I know who have maybe five different VAs who do different things or contractors, etc. Those people are just executing and they are just focused on executing on whatever you give them to do. So this presents a challenge, right? So in terms of innovation, in terms of uh, um, coming up with new ideas, being able to troubleshoot, owning your vision with you, that's very limited when your team is made up of doers. 
And the other thing too, is that when you have a team where everyone is a doer, and honestly, I have seen people with business owners with teams of 10, 15 people who are just doers. And what happens in those situations is the CEO, the business owner is overworked, stressed, stretched thin because every single person is over relying on the CEO and it's normal. They all need specific directions. They all need specific guidance. And because there is no thinker beside the CEO, every single decision comes to you and you become the, the bottleneck. Right. And so it is so important to, to really identify when the shift has to happen from having a team of doers to integrating thinkers in your team. Now, there's going to be specific signs, and this is really where I want you to pay attention. There are signs that your business is ready for thinkers. And I really want you to think about that right now. I'm going to give you some ideas. And I want you to think about, huh, maybe I am at this stage now and it's time for me to start looking at who my next hire is going to be. So if your business operations and your strategies have become more complex, either because you have more people in your ecosystem now, or it requires more nuances or more specialized expertise, you are going to start needing more, you know, thinkers on your team. For example, to give you an example, when um, even when I joined Kelly's team, it was a very small team, right? And we were doing all the things. We were very much focused on execution. Our business grew extremely fast from low, low seven figures to eight figures in a matter of like 18 months. It was ridiculous. It was so fast. And in that short period of time, the business became extremely complex, right? It was a lot of people to serve. It was a lot of systems to build at the same time as we were growing extremely fast. It was a market that we had to adapt to that was changing extremely fast, etc. And so even the expertise that we needed to continue serving all of these people, it had to be elevated. It had to be special, more specialized as well. And so they definitely and clearly was a, a, a shift there in terms of who to bring on the team in terms of thinkers versus doers. Um, when you find, and this is another point where you can, you know, another sign that you can recognize as uh, your business being ready for thinkers, it's when you find yourself spread thin because you are pretty much the only strategic mind on the team and all of the high level decisions are coming to you. All of the middle mid-level decisions are coming to you and even the small decisions are coming to you. When you are spread thin, thin like that, you have to start thinking about bringing thinkers on your team so that you can delegate decision making. Another piece too is when your company's growth has started to plateau. So you were making, you were, you know, growing year after year for a time. And now it's pretty much stuck at this level and you're having a hard time, like, you know, crushing through that barrier. For example, I have seen several uh, uh, of our clients who came in and we're looking for help because they were able to grow their business to $250,000 a year or to $500,000 a year but they had a very, very hard time getting, like just 
getting past that plateau. And pretty much for a hundred percent of them, <laughs> one of the key issues was that um, it was just them. In terms of the team, there were there was nobody to bring in strategic thinking to help them exploit and identify opportunities, to help them troubleshoot and solve problems. It was all just them. And once you get once you get to a certain point in your business and a certain size, it is just really really hard to do it yourself, or to have an army of people that are waiting on you to make all of the decisions and solve all of the problems. It is just extremely hard. Okay. So, and again, as I said, when you are the decision bottleneck where literally people are waiting on you to do their job and you don't have the time because you're busy solving everyone, solving everyone else's problems, that will slow your progress as well, right? It'll really break down all of your agility. So these are all different signs. I know there are many, many more. But typically, these are the things that I see um, that are clear signs that your business needs other people than you in them to think, even if it's just one person who's going to become your right-hand person, okay? Now, I know that this transition can be scary for many people. Every time I start this conversation, the CEOs are understanding, and they understand, and they agree that there is a need, but there is always, pretty much always, resistance or fear in terms of either letting go of the control or am I going to find the right person or even am I good enough of a CEO to have thinkers beneath me, like in terms of the org chart, like working for me. That is something that I hear all the time. And here's what I'll tell you. If you have a vision and you have people who have actually paid to be helped by you, there are people who would love to work for you. All right. Let's just put it that way. All right. Now, how do you differentiate between a thinker and a doer? They have very specific characteristics. And as I said, there's, it's not that one is better than the other, is that there are stages in your business building where you're going to need more of one than, than the other. And then even when you grow, you're actually going to need both thinkers and doers. Like that is just a reality. Okay. It's just that when you're small enough, you can be the thinker and have a few doers, but as you grow, you cannot just be the only thinker, okay? So what is a doer? As I said, the doer is somebody who is typically there, especially at the beginning of your business. They're helping you. They're focused on executions. They're the one who t- they're the people that are going to take your plans, take your strategies, take your tasks, and put them into action. Like That's what they do. They focus on implementation. They're very task-oriented. And really, they're focused on doing the thing to make sure that it's done correctly, right? They're driving also routines. Let's say that we're talking about your content and it's about putting the content out there and repurposing your content and, and uh, or, you know, making sales phone calls. And the, all of those things are typically done by doers. And they're very results focused, very practical, very hands-on. So this is all day-to-day stuff, day-to-day operations, things that have to be done anyway for the business to grow. And as I said, you typically, when you start your business, you have a bunch of these people working in different parts of the business. You might have, um, you know, a virtual assistant initially that helps you with a lot of little tasks. And then as you grow a little bit more, you might have somebody to help you with your social media. You might have somebody to help you, uh, you know, set appointments, get people on your calendar, et cetera. 
I put all of those tasks and all of those roles under doers. We're focused on execution and putting the plan into action. Now, when we're talking, when I'm talking about thinkers, thinkers are going to tend to see the larger picture. They're going to help you conceptualize the plan. They're going to help you strategize. They're going to help you figure out how to approach problems, how to achieve the goals. They're going to dissect things. They're going to get into the root cause of things and look for different solutions and so on. And so they will use critical thinking. They will use data. They will uh, bring, you know, ideas maybe from their past experience or fresh perspective, maybe because they don't come exactly from the same uh, background as you do. And so they can bring something different to you, right? Um, they're they're going to tend to be more visionary. They can be flexible in what they do, etc., And they can make decisions. So thinkers in your business might have roles where they're going to be using their analytical and strategic um, uh, abilities to make good decisions in your business with you. Okay. So that is a thinker. Now, are there people that can be doers and thinkers? Yes. Oh my God. Absolutely. Right. I believe that even myself, I am both a thinker and a doer, although I am probably 80% thinker and 20% doer, but the thinker aspect and the doer aspect both exist, right? Within just the way that I roll in business. And so if you are able to find people who are thinkers, really strong thinkers that can think with you, but then when it's time to execute, they can just roll up their sleeves and get to work with you. That is the, that is the best case scenario. And that is the ideal type of people you want on your team, especially if you have a small team and you plan to keep it, you know, keeping it like that. Okay. So those are the differences between a thinker and a doer. So now how when when it comes to hiring these people, when you determine based on the signs that I gave you as examples, when you start determining, okay, yeah, I am definitely in this situation where I'm stretched too thin. I need somebody else to be able to think with me when it comes to marketing, to think with me when it comes to generating uh, uh, sales, to think with me when it comes to increasing on our conversions or making our client experience better. When you decide that it's time to do that, that's where you want to really look at all of your org chart again and map out what would be the ideal scenario of thinkers versus doers in your business. That's the first question you want to ask yourself. Let's say you're at a million dollars, you want to get to five or 10 within the next, you know, three to five years. And you decide, okay, that's what I want. So ask yourself, what do I want my org chart to look like? How many people working on my team? What's going to be the ratio of thinkers versus doers that I have? And in what role, right? That's something that based on your business, based on your context and where you're going, um, even, you know, a strategist can help you. I can help you figure out what that's going to look like. Okay. So if that's of interest to you, just send me a message on social, I'm Kyrie Var everywhere, and I can help you like literally within 20 minutes dissect what that's going to look like. But then once you have that, it's about identifying and, and really getting the courage to go and hire those specific people that you need and to start morphing your team to that ideal that you have. Until you make that big 
big move. And it is a big move. It is a bold move. I am not going to sugarcoat this. Hiring the ideal team is probably one of the hardest things in business. It's not necessarily sales or marketing. It is literally the people element that is the hardest to do. But it is also the one part of your business that if you do it right, that is where your freedom is going to come from. Okay. So figure out what is going to be needed and then just get started on hiring one. Get started on figuring out who's going to be that first one and go and hire that first person to come and support you. All right. Super, super important. And one last thing, I am not going to go through the whole process of where you go and hire them and so on. It's so much, it so depends on what type of business you have, what type of role it is, what they're going to be doing and so on. So again, if you're interested in diving more into that, just reach out to me on social media. But one thing that I will tell you is that when it comes to managing a thinker versus a doer, you have to do it differently. Okay. Uh, One thing that I see is people starting to hire thinkers, starting to hire people who are more of a manager or a director, but then they're still trying to manage them as if they had a doer. You cannot micromanage thinkers. It just doesn't work. All right. Uh, When you have doers, you're typically telling them what to do. You're kind of dictating what needs to happen. When you have thinkers, you you can direct them, but you cannot dictate, okay? And so the micromanagement part here is so, so, so important to identify if that is your tendency, because as you're moving from managing doers to thinkers, you have to get out of the weeds to let them do their best work and bring their genius to the table. Otherwise, you stifle them. I really, really love this quote from... um, I think it was Steve Jobs who said, it doesn't make sense to hire smart people and tell them what to do. We hire smart people so that they can tell us what to do. Okay. That is the concept of hiring a thinker in your business so that they can bring their own genius to the table. All right. So I really want you to take some time and assess your team today as you're listening to this and assess what type of team do you have? Do you have a blend of thinkers and doers? Do you have a team that's just doers at this point? Do you have a team that's just thinkers at this point? Because that also is an issue because then nobody is really, really focused on driving implementation. We just have a bunch of ideas. And once you know what type of team you have, you know what your next best step is. Okay. Figure out what that org chart needs to look like and start with your hiring process. All right. This was Kyrie. I love you so much. And I will talk to you very soon. (laughs) There you have it. If you got any insight from today's show, guys, please make sure that you leave a review and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. That would mean a lot to me. Also, the conversation continues and I want you to connect with me on IG or Facebook at Kyrie Var. Now, this information is in the show notes, so you can grab it in there and message me with your biggest takeaway from today's show. All right. So thanks again so much for being here with me today. I will see you very soon.